0: Hello, and welcome to the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. Uh, Today we are not doing a traditional episode. Uh, Instead, we're going to cover Cosmere 101, uh, basically cover the basics of this whole podcast thing we're doing. Uh, So I am your host, Mike. Joining me are Craig. Hello. And Tori. Hello. Seth may be joining us later. He is currently running late. Um, or he may not show up at all. Who knows? Good thing is usually how we start things off. Craig, you want to get us going on that?
1: Um, do I have a good thing? Don't I good think thing. Uh, I'll mention I've been playing a lot of uh, Euro Truck Simulator, too. <laughs> because that's what I do, drive trucks, virtually. Just driving around. But it's been out for a long time, and you get most of Europe, finally. It's still missing... Like Eastern Europe and Spain, but other than that, it has a lot of stuff now, and it's a lot of fun. Spain feels like an odd occlusion to that. Well, they started with Germany, and they basically have been spiraling out from the center of Germany, so they just added Italy recently. Weird. Okay. Uh, Tori?
2: Well, if we're talking about games that have been out for a while, and aren't really new anymore. I've been playing a lot of Breath of the Wild, like, a lot. Like, there was, you know, new DLC happening, and so I got back into that and uh, have been playing obsessively.
1: Yeah, what did they add?
2: Oh, well, there's... um I don't know, honestly, because I, I've just been playing all of it, and... um Like confession time, I never finished it when I started it last year um, because I had a lot of stuff going on in in real life. You know, I'm a librarian and the summer reading program happened and that's uh, soul crushing and all consuming and it's really hard. So um, I I stopped and um, just got back into it.
1: Okay, Uh, things are probably the opposite with you where summer is the most busy compared to, I guess, other times of the year.
2: Uh, yes, actually, for a librarian, that is the biggest. Like, we start we started planning for this summer's activities in January, and we're already talking about the budget for next summer. And wow. um, it it takes a lot of forward thinking, which I'm I'm not good at. So uh, that's yeah, it's big, it's stressful. I don't want to talk about it. Breath of the Wild, though, that's awesome. <laughs>
1: Uh, right, we're talking about good things, not bad things. So
0: I actually have owned Breath of the Wild since last summer, and I barely played it, and I really need to get back into it.
1: For shame.
0: And I'm getting at glared at now by my wife because I just mentioned that I have had this game and I haven't played it because she bought it for me. <laughs>
2: But the reason I started playing it was because of one of the kids in the library, um, a little boy, I think he's six years old, I don't know, but um, loves Zelda, and um, I have a I have a Triforce tattoo, and uh, so he saw that and had to tell me all about Breath of the Wild, and, oh, Miss Tori, have you played that game? And I, I had to tell him yes, but I didn't finish it, and, and he... he rebuked me strongly for not finishing the game. So, uh, shout, shout out to little boy Edward, who told me to play my games.
0: Shamed by a six-year-old. Hey, whatever works. Uh, alright, so my good thing this week is a TV show, uh, that only ran for two seasons, but it was so good. Uh, it's called Reaper, and it's... So there's, there's this kid who... On the first episode, turns 21, and he finds out that his parents, before he was born, sold his soul to the devil. Uh, So now, on his 21st birthday, and for the rest of his life, he has to hunt escaped souls from hell and return them.
1: Is this live action?
0: Yes, and it's so good. Sounds Uh, like an anime uh, premise. Well, it's not played entirely straight it's more of a an action comedy kind of thing. Okay. Uh did you ever watch Chuck? Uh briefly. Okay. It's basically the same thing except replace supercomputer in his head with bounty hunter for the devil. Nice. Um the cast is amazing. Specifically the supporting cast. We have Ray Wise as the devil. Uh ray wise being literally the best person to have ever played the devil on anything ever uh and tyler labine as the the best friend sock uh i i became a fan of his from this and like continued throughout his career uh you may also know him as the voice of one of the guys on um that one animated show that i'm now blanking on voltron (laughs) the new voltron on on netflix Okay. Uh he was Which also character.
2: I love the new Voltron.
0: Chunk, I believe. Unless I'm
2: Okay, okay.
0: Yeah. Hunk. Hunk I think it is.
2: Yeah, the name is Hunk, but I knew Thank what you, you were talking about. Okay.
0: Well, it's it's better if I'm right than if I'm wrong. Um there's also uh he was in Tucker and Dale vs Evil. Thank you.
1: No, oh, I know that one.
0: So he was the redneck that wasn't Alan Tudyk. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that was also very, very good. Uh, Oh, he was also in Rise of the Planet of the Apes. He was patient zero of the super flu that killed a lot of the humans. Uh, So that's that's my good thing, is Reaper. And I guess, by extension, Tyler Labine. Uh, What is the Cosmere? Um, So that's a question that has actually many answers. Uh, The first of which is... It's a series of book series, um, interconnected at the meta level, but each of these individual series is pretty solidly standalone. Uh, there's Elantris, which we've started. There's Mistborn, uh, which has six books out now. There is... Warbreaker, which is just a single standalone book. There is the Stormlight Archives, which is up to three, but will eventually be ten. They're supposed to be ten. There's a ton of short stories and novellas uh, that are all currently collected in the Arcanum Unbounded book, uh, which I definitely recommend picking up if you're at all interested in the cosmere and i guess you are if you're listening to what we're
1: saying um there although no... after reading some of the other sanderson's works in the cosmere you yeah, don't right. want to you don't want to start with that one right i mean
0: some of it is is fine and spoiler free and it actually does say before the start of each of each thing like what you should have read ahead of time but to not be spoiled on stuff um and there's also White Sand, which is being released as three graphic novels. The second one just came out. And I think that's all the Cosmere stuff. Right now, yes. Did I did I miss anything? I don't think so. Okay. Um So all of this all of these separate stories take place in a shared universe. And I do mean universe. These are all on like different planets in this universe. Uh, and it's possible to then travel between them uh in varying ways and um the other big thing that that this has is um in addition to like shared geography i guess um there's the shared history of a fairly major event that sort of set off all of the all of the things that are currently happening um there's a shared underlying Magic system, like each individual world and even some like localized places on those worlds have have their own specialized magic system, but sort of the underlying rules
1: are universal. Is is this is this making sense? It makes sense to me, but I already knew all this. Same. Okay. So, but I think then... it's it's a good description. All
0: right. So, yeah, some of those. I mean, what, what do we want to go into from here? Um, we could do, we could talk about Adonalsium. We could talk about identity and connection and all of that. Well,
1: I think we should keep it, keep it simple. Um, this is sort of what we're going to direct new listeners. Like, here's where to start. So I don't think we really need to get into Adonalism. Uh, I'm going to pronounce it wrong. I apologize. It's my, it's what I do. Um
0: Tori, you're our audiobooker. How
1: how is it pronounced?
2: Uh yeah, he said it nearly right. It's adenalsium. Sometimes it's nauseum, but I like adenalsium.
1: Okay. Adenalsium. But yeah, I, I think we should avoid getting too much into it. This is sort of a a little what to expect type thing. So talking about Overall, what books we're going to cover and which order. Um, okay. Um, and maybe how they could be related in some way, but in, in a very generic sense.
0: So, as far as order goes, um, I don't know if we've mentioned this before, but we are sticking to publication order, and I would like to explain my reasoning for that. After a certain point in the published um, published order the timeline goes wonky. Uh, That is, all of these things take place roughly sequentially uh, in publication order right up until Way of Kings starts. And then it sort of jumps to Mistborn Era 2 as the next thing published, and then it jumps back to Stormlight 2. Um, But uh, Mistborn Era 2, Alloy of Law, is after um, Way of Kings, there's also a published short story of Sixth of the Dusk that is supposed to be the furthest along uh, timeline-wise of anything published so far. And then there's also uh, another like prequel series that is supposed to be published eventually called Dragonsteel uh, that will be set well before the start of any of this. So timeline is screwy, and publication order to me, feels like the only reasonable way to do things. Um, so we'll be covering things in the order that if you're like me and you sort of got in pretty early on all this stuff, like, you get information as we got information, like, in that same
1: order. So why, why don't we also talk about the format of our podcast itself to, so people know what to expect? Sure. Like, what what is our goal? What are we doing here?
0: Um, I mean... Mostly, what I'm doing is making the podcast that I wanted to listen to and couldn't find, uh which is sort of a slow in depth um chapter by chapter, or in the case of Elantris, three chapter at a time um reread and discussion and like in depth review and sort of talking about all of the interesting things that we've that we're discovering as we get more information seeing how it relates back to the things we've just read. All of that sort of rolled up into about an hour a week.
1: Right, but should we also talk about our fourth member who's currently not with us?
0: Uh yes. So Seth um covers uh Seth is reading all of this stuff for the first time. And part of what I wanted to do was get him into this and um sort of get his initial reader take because not knowing a lot of this stuff means that he's going to have a much different view of things um than say craig or i or Tori will have since we have read all of these things or tory is very shortly going to have read all of these things
1: and i've certainly dived through the the wiki for quite a bit and I've done a little bit of searching through the word of Brandon's yeah, those word are, of Sanderson.
0: Those are yeah. a lot harder to dig through.
1: They are, and I've done a little bit of it, mostly through the wiki.
0: One thing I definitely don't want to go into in this episode is talking about Hoid, um, who is a very important character and will be discussed at length in the future. Uh, but for now, let's just stay away from him.
1: Look forward to that episode.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be. good. I mean, that's he'll get brought up a lot. Um, so, Tori, is there anything Cosmere wide that you would like to you'd like to focus on for a little bit?
2: Putting me on the spot here. Um, yes, I can't think of anything.
0: Okay, do you have any questions, maybe about the underlying magic system, um, any of the history, anything,
1: anything in that neighborhood?
2: Mm, no, <laughs> sorry.
1: So I, I think there's something I can bring up. Okay. Um, I don't believe this goes into spoiler territory. If it does, please stop me. Um, one of the concepts that the characters have of their universe and their study of the universe is the fact that the, I guess, the the universe is split into three different realms. Uh, yes, automatic uh,
0: bel- theory is what it, is what that specific thing is called.
1: right Right. and and i'm pretty sure this is early enough in a number of different stories touches upon this but essentially things are divided into the what physical cognitive and spiritual correct um which is a things exist in different capacities among the three different um what's the term world worlds realms Realms, yeah, that's a better term for it. So the three different realms. Uh, But they also all interact in some way. And um, they all have a different degree of importance based on what they do and and how they they apply to a particular world or story. Um, But overall, this is an important, I would say, connection between all the various different worlds and stories. That this... These three different realms exist.
0: Yes, and it gets touched on in a lot of the different, or in I want to say like almost every work touches on it at least a little bit, uh, even if it doesn't outright state it. Um, but the I would say the ones that that actually like deal with it the most directly, and you get the most information from it, would be Mistborn *Secret History*, and um, so far *Stormlight* books two and
1: three um words yep. of radiance and Oathbringer, like deal with although it, it was first mentioned in way of kings jasna right, you got, you got in her teaching
2: uh well before that um it was mentioned in the emperor's soul
1: that's a good point
0: yeah i mean there there are mentions of this stuff sprinkled throughout there are references to it even even wider um but yeah, like the the bulk of the information that we have comes from primarily Mistborn Secret History and then Stormlight 2 and 3. And I and guess, I guess a, a little bit from Edge Dancer.
1: I guess we could talk a little bit about Adonisium. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you had it and you lost it. <laughs> I
1: know! Adonisium. Um, But yeah, we could talk a, a little bit about Adonisium. Alright, so
0: Adonisium. Uh, once upon a time, there was a god, uh, whose name was Adonalzium, and at least 17 people got together and built a god bomb and killed him. Shenanigans ensued, and then we continue with our story. Wait, is that all we're gonna say? I mean, without getting into spoilers, that's about all I can say. Even saying, oh, I, I... Even saying that is a little bit spoilery
1: things I figured well you could just edit this later I figured mentioning that 16 people picked up pieces of the destroyed god and I mean, then went their own ways do we want to get into
0: like a shardic breakdown cuz I can I can do that I don't mind having Well a no that's something.
1: that's what I'm saying just having a general idea of like well w- w- what what is this leading to what why am I mentioning this the reason I'm mentioning this is that the different quote unquote gods, because they're not actually gods, but they're pieces of that god um held by a person and they have a they have a particular aspect of that god. Right. And, and it sort of becomes who they are and they're on different worlds that, that we have stories about. A lot of the issues that, that come up um I believe
0: come up because each of these shards is just a single aspect of of this original god's personality but not balanced by the other aspects. Yeah. And and so yeah, like their their whole their whole outlook eventually becomes this one specific thing. Um and yeah. problems ensue. So do we want to start in on spoilers yet or cuz I'm I'm kind of running out of juice here.
1: Well, okay, so just just to recap, essentially we're gonna get together in our podcast each episode. We're going to have our newer person, Seth, recap the things that he has read in the latest book. Currently Elantris, but eventually there'll be the other works in publication order. He'll tell us his thoughts, where he thinks the story's going, what he's learned, um his overall experience, and then of course we kick him off, we make fun of him, and we talk about greater implications amongst the rest of Sanderson's works, including what Seth is currently reading. But we can find connections and, and just go to town from that.
0: Yeah, so the the second half of, of each normal episode is going to be full spoilers. First half is going to be no spoilers, with the exception of up to as far as Seth has read. Like, obviously, we'll, we'll contain spoilers of things that happen in the chapters that we're reading. Yep. Without that, I I don't know what we would do.
2: So are we telling Seth about the Cosmere? Does he know about the Cosmere?
0: Uh I have given him a basic breakdown uh that it's basically a a fantasy literature Marvel cinematic universe.
1: <laughs> that is a fair assessment of this. This is a that is the easy way to tell someone completely new yeah, what this like, is, like each of these can be
0: taken on its own. Say, Elantris is the Hulk. You know, as a movie by itself, it's fine. It's also part of a larger thing. Mistborn would then be, I would say, Iron Men. Because um, <laughs> there's so many of them, <laughs> I and see it, what it you just did keeps there. showing up. Uh, then I'd probably go with.
1: Um hmm. So I would definitely say Stormlight Archives is more Captain America because it does have more connect the like you have the other characters popping in, but it's not Avengers. It stands alone still.
0: I would almost actually go with Thor, uh just because it, it, it is a little more, I guess, spacey. Like a little a little more out there.
2: Yeah. It? Yeah. It's it's pretty out there. <laughs>
1: Well, if you're looking at down-to-earth as in terms of Captain America, I was just thinking about Captain America Civil War. Right, I, mean, I
2: see yeah. your point. And how it's
1: essentially Avengers 2.5. Yeah, I, I, I get it
2: the crossovers and, and, and things. These,
1: these aren't great analogies. Um, the whole point is that it's like Marvel Cinematic Universe, where there are connections between the different books, but you can also just watch them or read them on your own. Correct. Separately.
0: Alright, uh, how about this? What would you recommend that a new reader start with first?
2: Um, Elantris.
0: I would say Mistborn.
1: That's what I started on.
0: Uh, I would say any of the first Mistborn trilogy, if you're into trilogies. Warbreaker, if you would like a single standalone book. Or The Emperor's Soul, if you prefer shorter works. Um, I don't recommend starting with Stormlight, uh primarily because it is like a huge doorstopper eventually 10 book fantasy series like like if you were super into wheel of time yeah you'll love you'll love stormlight and even if you weren't you'll probably still love stormlight eventually but that's not a great place to start
1: right and at the time of this recording there's only 3 books that have been written so far correct so you can't even you can't even finish it yet yeah i definitely second your um, mention of Warbreaker that is something I recommend for people who don't have that much of a budget, uh, because you can read Warbreaker on Brandon Sanderson's website for free. That he has amazing. posted the ebook there, and uh, that's a great thing. If you want to sort of see what his writing style is, I think that's a great way to expose yourself without having a financial commitment. Of course, you can also go to your local library and pick up, you know, Mistborn if they have it.
2: I see what you did there.
1: Yeah, that yep. that should have been Tori's line. <laughs> i got in there <laughs> stolen um let's see what else and uh, in terms of reading order though something else that i see brought up on the subreddit very often is like which order should i read these things in um because of the standalone nature you're mostly safe with a particular series just reading it so Lantris sort of stands alone emperor's soul technically takes place i think around the same time maybe even I think it, it takes place at the same time. Either way... It's on the same world, but there's, like, no connection at all. There's, like, no connection. Um, so you're you're pretty much safe either way. Mistborn, of course, you read the first three books, and then you read Mistborn series two. It has its own order. It's easy enough to follow, just like Stormlight Archives. It currently has three books, and you know which is book one, book two, book three. Um, you can basically read them in any order. Uh, one of the recommended orders I've seen is something like reading Elantris, Mistborn, and Warbreaker, followed by Stormlight Archives. Like, basically saving it for last. I've seen other people intermix them a bit. Like, read Stormlight Archives Book 1, then Warbreaker, then Stormlight Archives Book 2. I
0: would Um, definitely recommend Warbreaker happening sometime before Words of Radiance, but I don't feel like it's super-duper important when exactly.
1: I, I know I enjoyed reading warbreaker just on uh, uh, on its own uh, because it is a quick standalone book and then of course diving into stormlight archives just because it's so meaty and and large and i had the most foundation set for the cosmere in general going into it oh i do want to mention uh
0: at least one thing about warbreaker um brandon writes incredible action scenes it's one of his strongest strongest things as a writer um Warbreaker is very light on action for most of the book. So you will be missing that little aspect of, of Brandon's writing from Warbreaker. Otherwise it's amazing, but there, there are there's still the some action. action. There's a little,
1: there's, there is. but um, compared, but it, compared
0: to like Mistborn, it's very light on the action.
1: I think Mistborn is a better showcase of that. Yeah, I can get behind that. What
0: would you say your favorite uh, of these of these series is.
2: Well, I have a special place in my heart for the original Mistborn trilogy because that's what I started with. And the first time I read it, I thought, the first book I, I just thought was amazing start to finish. Loved it. The second book, I really felt like I had to force myself to read it. It wasn't as good as the first one, in my opinion, at the time. Now rereading it, I thought it was better than originally. But anyway, point is I didn't care for the second book the first time. And then the third book, like three quarters of the third book, I didn't care for that either. But the end of the third book is one of the most perfect endings out of all the endings ever for a trilogy. And I loved it so much that I took the whole thing into my husband and I handed it to him and I said, "You have to read this whole trilogy because the end of the third book is so perfect, and I can't even tell you why without spoiling it. You just have to read the whole thing."
0: Yeah, and and the the overall tone of like the whole Mistborn trilogy is very depressive. Like it's it's a downer of a series.
1: So this is a good thing. Oh no! it's, no, it's, it's very really dark. Weird. No, it yeah. is dark. I know, but it, you were the way you made it sound. It's like, and this is a good thing. And I'm like, that's odd. Um, Jeff, but or I do, Craig, Sorry. well, I was, I'm Seth Craig. Um, I do agree. Miss, uh, yeah, Miss Born series one, but I also really enjoy Miss series two. So, as a collective, I would say that's probably my favorite. It's honestly really hard to answer this because I also really love rereading Warbreaker because of the standaloneness. And I can just read it. If I want my quick Sanderson fix, here I go. And Stormlight Archives is amazing. And yeah, this is Sanderson. There's a reason Sanderson is my favorite author. So I like all of them. I guess Mistborn is probably slightly ahead everyone else. Um, But honestly, it's all in the same like top tier ranking because everything else I've read in my life is below all of
0: that. All right. For me, I have to go with Mistborn Era 2 Uh, and let me explain because, okay, one Sanderson's writing is just top notch across the board. I complain about Elantris a lot because it's it's like 90 percent Sanderson level. Like, it's, it's just short of where I know he can be. And, yeah. Um, but Mistborn Era 2, if only because the first trilogy, the incredible, epic, amazing first Mistborn trilogy, can be considered a giant world-building setup to the joke, that is, in um, Alloy of Law, that it is perfectly reasonable for people to walk around wearing aluminum foil hats.
1: <laughs> wow. Here's 3 books to explain this joke. It's
0: so good. It's <laughs> it's it is the it is the greatest thing and like obviously that that's not where he was going with that, but still. Like it's a thing that people can do. It totally makes sense in universe and it took 3 whole books of world building to set it up. Well, that's Um, a good enough reason, if any. There's also a great scene in Bands of Mourning where all of our main characters are walking into a hotel and just doing their own, their own, like, there's a whole chapter of them just driving this poor hotel owner um, insane in their all, like, five unique ways, Um like, Wax is blowing out windows in case he needs to make a quick a quick escape. Um, Wayne is just stealing stuff left and right and, like, asking this woman where she got her shoes for the next time that he needs to be a woman. Um, Steris is going over various emergencies that she has planned for and the likelihood of them happening, including, like, a stampede, a flash flood, uh, you know, explosions... And Marassi, who should be the reasonable one, isn't. I forget what she was doing, but she was doing something amazing, and it was great. Like It was ah, it was such a good scene.
1: I think we should be
0: careful that that is spoiler territory. Somewhat. I mean, I didn't go into well, you might not, or any reasons for it, any of that happening.
1: Usually I'd say it's careful to even mention a character existing in a particular book if it's later on, because, hey, characters die.
0: I mean that's that's true. So pretend that I said beeps for all of those names. Well, you can always change it in editing. If I'm
1: you I'm not wish. going to, I'm going to leave it in. No, no, yes. disagree. <laughs> um, but right. I guess we can get into some spoilery stuff that you wanted to talk about. Okay, I think I think we we did our fair share of what the Cosmere is. Hopefully, excited people enough that if they if they have no idea, they somehow stumbled upon my channel or our podcast, but have never read Sanderson. You know, may, maybe they'll be interested enough to go out and read some.
0: So, all right. Um, so, let's talk
1: about known shards. Well, well. Uh, just an alert for all of you listening at this point in time: we are going to get into some slight spoilers related to Sanderson's works. We'll try to be careful. I assume talking about any major plot details, but there might be some information that you don't necessarily find out right away. All right. Good I guess because i, I was
0: I good. was planning on just sort of cutting it at a later time and and dumping oh. that in
1: okay, well, now you have that if you wanna preface it okay uh
0: so known charts uh on on cell, the planet of Elantris and Emperor's emperor, emperor soul uh there were um uh, devotion and dominion um some shenanigans happened there. Let's see on the next the next world would be well, we
1: splinter. can mention they were shattered, we okay. know that that's not spoilery splintered, so, wait yeah. is it splintered or shattered
0: shattered splintered is when there's like a splinter is what um the storm father is okay, sometimes and, I confuse the words and but. on on elantris uh splinters are the um uh the the shining light ball things what are those
1: the eons?
0: Are they just no the seons? Sion? Seons, seons—that's the word. Seons and skays are are the surviving splinters of Dominion and Devotion. Um, so on Scadriel, which is the world of Mistborn, there's preservation and ruin. Which that's very spoilerly, spoilery, and plot relevant to the first trilogy. Um, on what is the name of the warbreaker world? Nalthus. On Nalthus, uh there is endowment. I want to say. Yes, yes, endowment. Okay? On Roshar, uh there is honor and cultivation and sort of odium, but technically I think he was on Braze for the majority of of sort of the time. Well, he's
1: in the, the same system yeah.
0: same system uh so the roshar system actually has three technically habitable planets uh, there is roshar where most of the like the main storyline takes place there is braze which we get to see in little flashes and and clips and stuff and there's also ashen which i don't think we've ever actually seen but yeah those those are all three in the in the sort of habitable habitable range of the roshar system uh in addition there is taldane which is the the white sands world and that has ambition no that has autonomy no, auto- autonomy uh there's threnody which ugh, how to explain this one that do We one even had, know
1: which shard is there
0: uh it was ambition that one was ambition uh however that is not ambition's home world that's just where ambition got got um, there was sort of a fight and it went places. That one's way more ambiguous. All we have for that system is one short story or possibly novella. It's a very good one. Uh, it is Shadows for Silence in the Forest of Hell, which is also another another decent um, entry point in, into the whole Cosmere thing. It's, it's completely standalone.
1: I don't know if I'd recommend it as a first Sanderson thing, though. I don't know. It reads nice and smooth and... It's not spoilery for anything. Yeah, but if I want to get people excited about reading more of Sanderson stuff, I'm not going to point them at that. I'm going to point them at Mistborn to, you know, sort of get them interested and then go to town with all these other stories.
0: Fair enough. Um, I had a thing I was going to go to next. Oh, World Hoppers. Let's talk about World Hoppers. And again, not talking about Hoyt. We're,
1: we're leaving him out. Well, we can briefly mention Hoyd and say we'll get into him more later. Okay. He's a world hopper. Hoyd is Stan Lee.
0: Just what, bringing what back the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe thing, Hoyd is Stan Lee.
1: Oh, Stan Lee. Okay. Yes, <laughs> yes he's pretty much everywhere. He, uh, he shows up in
0: definitely every, like, main book and sometimes in short stories, sometimes not. But yeah, that's that's really all I want to talk about with Hoyd just yet. He's He's got a lot more information on him and it would sort of eat up the whole the whole time we have allotted for this. Uh, so, world hoppers are people from worlds that aren't the one that you're on, basically. Like, they're aliens. Um, but since this whole the whole Cosmere is populated by humans pretty much exclusively. Um, apparently there are dragons on one world. Uh, I guess there's an island that is capable of communication on one of the worlds. That one's weird. I think we could say humans and humanoids. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, generally speaking, if... If there is a character and they have a name, they are a bog standard human.
1: Um, anyway, Parshendi but... would like to disagree. Yeah, that's why I said humanoid. I mean, they there is some interbreeding there. Okay,
0: but, but... That, that's getting into spoilery stuff. Um, so, how to spot a world hopper? Um, Craig, do you remember the the things
1: to look out for? Sure. Um, so, of course, they are traveling between different worlds you might have read of a character in one particular book and hey you see another character that seems similar enough to them in a second book uh they tend to stand out because of their their maybe their facial features or their phys- physique um especially their language because that's what we have to go on being that this is written word uh we get to see their speech patterns um, uh usually a character in the story that you're you're reading notices these people and they seem off they tend to have a collection of different physical traits and features like well they're from this location but they don't quite have that um so they stand out their features don't quite match with what a character's ex- expectations are for that particular location or region um and of course the speech patterns they might stand out in certain ways because of how they try to speak or certain uh, idioms that they use certainly so i think those are great say, ways to
0: colorful turns of phrase
1: yeah that's a good term to use
0: it's it's also kind of punny if you're if if you've read all the things
2: that was something i found humorous in words of radiance which i just finished is uh, there's character there that is not from Roshar, and you can tell because of all the colors.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, the the main ways to spot a world hopper are um, idioms that don't really fit the the world you're on. Um. They are described as being or as looking like, say, someone from this region except they don't have this feature. Um, And then finally is... I'm not sure there's a third one. Is there
1: a third one? Is there a third? I feel like there was a third one when we were talking about this before, but I don't recall. Yeah, I I don't remember. Um, Speech patterns, physical traits. I think that's good. And of course, unless they just admit that they're from a different location. Right. Uh, I do
0: want to talk about two specific world hoppers um, in specific, if if you guys don't mind.
1: Yeah, I figured we were gonna go here. Okay, so Chris
0: and Naz. Um, Chris is from Taldane, the white White Sands world. Originally, I don't remember where Naz is from. Is is he also from Taldane, or do we
1: know that? Um, uh, he's from Threnody. Okay. Weird. Yeah. Um, so, so anyway, uh,
0: these two are, and primarily Chris, Naz is more of a, uh, uh, her assistant, basically. Um, these two are responsible for any sort of in-universe documents that happen to show up um, in a book. Like, any, any time you see, like, a splash page of art that was collected and assembled by, usually collected by Naz, and then assembled and annotated by Chris. Um, in the back of most of these books, there is what's called an Ars Arcanum, uh, which gives sort of a a breakdown of the of how the magic system works, with the information that we know from that book. Um, that is assembled by Chris, so. A lot of the a lot of the science that we have for all of this uh, is is in universe and assembled by an in universe character, um, who we have seen on screen a couple of times, um, primarily in White Sands. Um, she's one of the main characters in that. Uh, we also see her in Mistborn Secret History. She shows up for a little bit there, along with Naz. Uh, she dances with Wax in Bands of Mourning uh, during a whole party scene, and asks him about how he, or like, if his speed changes, if he changes his weight while he's flying through the air. It's a whole weird thing. Um, and then She she asks him scholarly questions,
1: that r- I think is right. the
0: important part. And then Naz actually shows up in uh, Words of Radiance for a scene that is fairly easy to miss. I believe, Craig, you said that you, you missed it. Uh Right. I didn't quite realize it until after you mentioned it, but Tori, it makes have sense. you have you spotted these two at all?
2: Well I didn't see him in Words of Radiance. Which scene was that?
0: Uh okay, so at one point in Words of Radiance you get a an art splash page of the Bridgman's tattoos. Um,
2: right, and on one of the art splash pages, there was a little annotation that was signed by Naz, but...
0: Correct, and didn't, he didn't says that, like, him? he says that that was, like, the best he could do before they chased him off. And then, I think, like, a chapter or two later, uh, you hear, I believe, Rock talking to Kaladin about how there was an Ardent that was bothering us, and we had to run him off. Ah, okay. And that okay. Was Naz. <laughs> um, so yeah, like all all of like the the science that we have on all of this stuff is is from
1: these two people, primarily. So there actually is an in universe reason for this information to to be revealed and to exist. It's not it's not necessarily from Sanderson. I mean, obviously it's from Sanderson in general, but it's supposed to be a character's information or perspective about information that they determine themselves right and i just
0: i find the whole concept to be incredibly intriguing um like obviously sanderson has all this info and he could give it to us in a big info dump at the back but he has chosen to do it this way and i find that very very interesting oh all right um thanks everybody for listening uh you can find us on twitter at at cosmere cast uh we also have a facebook group um either of these is good to follow you don't really need to do both because they get the same info i update before we before we get ready to record i will put announcements on there once we have you know the website up and episodes out sort of let you know as as they get released um we will have a patreon eventually i want to wait until i actually have the website up and a few episodes out before i put that together um there will also be Theme music on here, which Tori, you wanted to handle the the thanking for the theme music. Do you have Do you have that handy?
2: Uh, no, I don't have it handy, but we'll record it before we post it.
0: Okay, I'll get that from you later. Um, Craig, you got anything?
1: Uh, we do the recordings live, uh, usually on my Twitch channel. Well, not usually. It will be on my Twitch channel, Jet 82 and. Yeah, you get to hear us live and all of our goofs and
0: mistakes. And yeah, we would definitely appreciate uh, some, some viewers joining us live to help correct us and provide, you know, faster information than, than we can remember it with our stupid human brains.
1: Plus any good questions or yes. comments.
0: Um, questions and comments are great. Uh, any sort of chat interaction is pretty wonderful. But I think that's all for today, so uh, have a good one. Bye.
2: Bye. This has been the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at, at CosmereCast, or like us on Facebook. Our theme music is Traveling Made Up Continents by Gillicuddy, used with permission. Hear more from him at the Free Music Archive. Thanks for listening.